Welcome to Conversations With. My name is Shaley Hugendorn and I live with Bipolar 2 Disorder. Sharing with others is healing both individually and collectively. Sharing our stories will educate others, bring more understanding, shed more light and smash more stigma. Our voices need to be heard. Our stories aren't over yet. This is Bipolar. Hi everyone, welcome back to This is Bipolar Conversations with, I am still here with Haley. If you have not watched the episode before this, you need to go and learn all about her. The episode is so amazing. She's taught me so many things that I don't know, which is very, very exciting. And um, she's just sharing some really, really powerful stuff. And she's super fun. We're now best oh, friends. Yeah. Haley and Haley. So <laughs> yes. get used to it. It goes together. <laughs> Used to it. Um, uh, I, if you don't already know me, I'm Shaylee Hugendorn. I um, co-host this podcast. I am a mom, a wife, and I live with bipolar two disorder. Haley, can you just tell us quickly who you are in case they didn't tune into the other one? Yes, um, my name is Haley Rose. I live with schizoaffective bipolar type, uh, and I live with ADHD and body dysmorphic disorder. Mm. Um, and I am a mental illness activist. I say mental illness because a lot of people talk about mental health. Very few yes. people talk about mental illness, specifically severe mental illness. And so that's what I'm here to destigmatize. I love that. I love that. It's true. It's true. Do you ever notice? I notice when I say, oh, I'm a mental health advocate, people are like, oh, yeah, you're heroic. And then I'll be like, I have mental illness. Oh. And then not only that, they're all like, oh, my friend has anxiety too. And you're like, no, 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 I have this one. And they're like, oh. And you kind of see them take a little bit of a lean back. You know what I mean? I always feel oh, it out. I'll okay. start with, I'll start with like, oh, I struggle with depending on the person I'll struggle I struggle with anxiety and depression then I'm like oh okay they go they're okay uh it's a mood disorder and then I, then I hit them with the b word <laughs> bipolar right yeah but the bipolar it's like it came and it was like I have bipolar and it was already bad enough and then you know they're like oh it's it's so effective I'm like oh great now I have something with the word schizo in it uh, like and the word bipolar <laughs> But yeah. it's so funny because it's always that line. It's always that line. And it is the, you know, the word is scary, but it's like you, you hear them trying to be nice about it, you know, and they'll go, um, you know, like I have bipolar disorder and they'll go like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. they're all like, you're freaking out inside, aren't you? You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> There's one, um, oh, what is it? There's one person that we had um, that taught us to say, what did she say? Oh, I don't know if you, she says, I don't know if you know this, but I have bipolar disorder. And I thought that's brilliant because when people are taken back, it actually gives them something to say like, oh yes, I did know that. Or, oh, I didn't know that. And then they can kind of like it opens pull it themselves to a together. I like, like that. that yeah. yeah, I thought I like so that, too. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. then oh, well, I'll then, find myself, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go it. ahead, I interrupted. No, no, no. I love it. I think I, I've been trying to do that. And it gives someone because then I think because sometimes you don't think right. And then they say the wrong thing. And I'd rather you just not say the wrong. I'd rather you say I don't know what to say than say something. Yeah, like, I would say, oh, well, I'm not sure what that is. Or I've kind of heard of that or maybe. Exactly. Not. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. And it's like I I've found myself kind of dancing around it. Like I'll kind of bring up the subject 
and be all like, yeah, there's this or that, or it's all like, you know, and there's people who have this and people kind of gauge how they feel about it. You know, if there's Mm -hmm. somebody who's real negative about it, I'm just going to skip it. Yeah. There's somebody who seems like, okay, with it, I'm going to be like, and by the way, you know, that person's me, you know, (laughs) like, um, (laughs) asking for a friend um, that's me. (laughs) Someone (laughs) in my family has it. That person is me. Exactly. Exactly. I went through this phase where I was like, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, oh yeah, I have my tattoo and it says be still, but the I is the, um, uh, semicolon. Yeah. So my story is not over. So I told myself, okay, if you're going to get this, if people ask you, you're going to say, but I took that a bit too far because I decided at one point I joined this workout thing when I was manic. I was like, I'm going to be a boxer. And so, yeah, <laughs> awesome, right? manic thing to do. So <laughs> I'm 0% not a boxer, just FYI. <laughs> so I went and I was doing like the training and the sit-ups or whatever. And so the girl asked me about my tattoo. She's like maybe 18, right? And maybe uh-huh. got this job to encourage people that might think they want to be a boxer one day. <laughs> took a weekend course, right? Yeah. So so I'm doing She's got a certificate from like, Udemy it means it. my story's not over yet I have my pole and I'm just like I left and I was like I she was just looked at me and she like went and changed and I was oh like my god okay, maybe I don't have to answer every time someone asks about I my- did. oh my god what well, I <laughs> that's what it is though it always ends up being this thing and then you regret you're like should I have done that I don't know if I should have done that like <laughs> like I didn't get <laughs> but it's hard because it's such a big part of your life Exactly. And it does shape a lot about who you are and exactly. how you think people are like, I'm not my illness. It's like, well, no, but kind of, yeah. you know, like, cause you can't it, pull it's it your apart. Brain. It's, you, you can't know, you can pull separate it apart. your body from your brain. Like when you say, yeah. Oh, I'm not my body. I'm my, my thoughts. I am yeah. my, this, I am it's my, more this. complicated than that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm my personality. I'm my, this, you know, and it's like, well, but those things are shaped. Mm-hmm. by your mental illness a lot of the time, at least in part. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, no, you are not your illness. Mm -hmm. but your illness does affect you yeah in ways that you kind of have to just say yes they do um and so it's hard to you know when you talk to somebody a lot you know you start really talking and having conversations with someone it's hard to kind of have to hide that and it feels weird to have to kind of hide that and it feels kind of dirty it's like being in the closet yeah Um, and so and 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 so you know you uh Oh, and by the way, on the tattoo thing, I'm so glad that this didn't happen. But when I was manic, I was literally going to get these two huge roses on either one of my thighs, one that was this dripping, like poisonous blue one, and one that was this fiery, angry, manic one that was going to take up like my entire thigh. And I just couldn't afford it at the time. And I'm all like, okay, I'm going to get my money together. and I'm going to do it. And I'm all like, holy crap, that's like a third of my body. Thank goodness I didn't have the money. Oh my God. I'm not allowed to get tattoos when I'm in an episode. It has to be what I'm that's what I always tell people. I'm all like, you know, like, don't move, don't get married, don't buy a big, don't make a big purchase, and don't get Mm -hmm. a tattoo. And quit your don't quit or like do a major job. Quit or start a major project or job. Don't do it. You know what I mean? Like those are the five things that you don't do while you're manic. You can do whatever, but don't do those things. You know, don't deal with relationships. And they may be good ideas for for later, right? Like it doesn't take away. It'll remain a good idea later. Yeah. If it's It's still a good idea later, later. give her. (laughs) Then do it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And that was not. Yeah. I'm glad it's not on my body. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm glad it's a little big. (laughs) Maybe just get a poster of your of your two roses. Yeah. Well on your body or something. Yeah. Yeah, Or something like that. You know, but um I love it. Yeah. 
and 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 I actually did that oversharing thing too, you know, like with the, uh, you know, cause I was talking about, you know, my brain's been doing this, but with my physical therapist, she's sitting there, she's got my foot over her shoulder and she's kind of like stretching me out and everything. And, <laughs> and I finally was like, you know, because blah, blah, blah. I was like, I have something called schizoaffective bipolar disorder. And so it mainly bought, you know, messes with my brain and makes it foggy. And stuff. I was talking about, you know, like why I was chronically late on top of having ADHD. And she was one of the ones that was like, Oh, okay. She's, she's like she's like she's like doing my leg you know like you know getting my hip and she's like oh, okay uh-huh okay and then she left to go talk to another one of the physical therapists and I'm thinking oh my god she's telling him oh my god they don't want to work with me and and she came back and again I tend to have a lot of paranoia so I was kind of trying to laugh it off like ah, did you tell them that I have it ah, do you guys think I'm a freak like seriously do you guys yeah. think I'm a freak oh, you know <laughs> like and she's like oh no I was looking at baby pictures his wife just had a baby and blah blah, blah. I'm like okay <laughs> It's like that, that. And then I didn't believe her, but I was just, you yeah. know, I was all like, I have to give her the benefit of the doubt, you know? It's just yeah. like, it's like that meme, like, not everybody's thinking about you. Or I was telling my yeah. kids, especially because the middle school, high school now, they're very self conscious. And I'm like, I can guarantee you they're probably thinking about themselves. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. Are you thinking about you? They're also probably thinking about them. No, yeah. Right? That, was, that was the thing that got me through a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's like, then whenever that happens with me, that little sound bite pops into my head where it's, it's this guy going, so maybe we don't have to say just everything that pops into our heads. <laughs> just like, you know, like, it's like, uh, you know, like, like right, genius. Uh, I, dang it. I, I did it, you know, it's just like, yeah, you know, yeah. and, but I'm also sitting there going, I should, I want to try to not be scared to say it. Yes. You know, like there's a balance, I, right? I yeah. have to try and be brave to say it because if I'm going to say it online and tell people exactly to scared, that I have to not be scared you know, and I can't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll actually bring us into what I really want to talk about. I want to talk about your advocacy and I want to talk about your page and I wanted to say it, but I think there's dots in it. So I think you should say what it is for our listeners. Um, my page handle the name of it. Oh yes. Yes. It's mind.over.mood. Yes. And Um, we'll put it in the show notes. You'll find her go like everything and watch everything because (laughs) It's if you enjoy it, <laughs> phenomenal. I, I just oh, I love it. And I love how you don't shy away from you know the hard things, but yet you're funny. Uh, it's it's really good, and it, well, you're you. very inspiring to get to do the reels. So not only are you doing like this amazing actual creative work, it like has thank so you. much depth and meaning. And I'm just like, oh, someone else thinks that and <laughs> and such. So if you're listening, run don't walk. Go follow Haley. Go watch videos. She's on TikTok and Instagram, right? It's the same handle for both. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. say hi uh, if you want. Send me a DM. I try to answer them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be awesome if you have any questions for her or you could ask me and I can ask her as well. But yeah, tell us um, about how did that start? How did your advocacy start? How did your Instagram account start? Let us know. So uh, it started during a manic episode. Um, <laughs> same our whole podcast and, uh, yes um, and and that's why I say you know there are happy accidents out of out of things that are not good you know mm-hmm. um, uh, but before that I 
uh, I had mentioned in the last episode that I went through a really deep psychotic depression for about a year and a half where every single day I was either crying or panicking or both. I got fired from three different jobs because nobody wants to pay you to spend a half an hour a day crying in the bathroom. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, I don't blame them. Um, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> sucked, but I don't blame them. Um, you know, uh, but uh, it was just this absolute fire. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't, you know, I, I had to kind of learn how to handle it, how to be nice to myself about it. And um, once I started kind of coming out of it, I started having a lot to say. And I was like, I'm going to write a book. And so mm -hmm. I started writing all of this different stuff down, all of these lessons I kind of learned, all of these things that I kind of figured out, or at least, you know, had made my time. Yeah. I had made it how I healed, how it was easier to heal, how it was, you know, I, that I knew what these certain things felt like. And um, I have ADHD, so I did not have the patience to sit down and write that entire book, but I still had a lot to say. Yeah. And so I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make uh, an, an advocacy page because I'd done social media stuff before where I'd actually been quite, you know, decently successful at it um, with other projects. But um, so I kind of knew what to do. Um, but if you look back at my very, very first posts, if you have the wherewithal to scroll that much, you'll see all of these kind of text posts, just mm -hmm. text posts and these yeah. inspirational quotes and things like that. And then an explanation underneath right. of the point of that post. And I always thought that was really important because there's a lot of people that put just these little like isms in yes. posts, like, you know, like, yes. uh, you know, you, you are, you know, what you say you are something, I don't know, you know, yeah. stuff like that, you know, yeah. good vibes like, well, only, not, right. Or all like, you know, you know, like hang in there, buddy or whatever, like, and that doesn't mean anything unless you can actually go into it. And so I would go into it in the captions and I still do that today mm -hmm. with a lot of my posts, because I think that that's where you can really get the meat of a message. Yeah. You know, you don't have time to put it in the actual yeah, post. Same. That's, what, that's what some we, people I love that. It but some people will, and those who read it, I'm actually surprised that so many people do read it. That makes me happy. Yeah. Um, but, um, cause that's the main point. Uh, but then I was like, I want to just say stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I want to actually say stuff. And so, uh, I started showing my face a bit and, um, I started, uh, you know, I started making stuff and then I realized, oh, well reels are what everyone pays attention to. So I started making those, but I wanted to still include informational text posts and stuff. And it just kind of built from there. Um, and it was because my whole thing was twofold. One, I wanted people to know that they, well, threefold. One, I wanted people to know they weren't alone. Yes. Two, I wanted the public to know that we were just people you know what I mean? Yes. Like, cause yes, if yes. you can look at me and see a normal person for the most part, like great, because we're, we are all around you. We mm -hmm. should have some kind of secret handshake because we can't even tell each other. Totally should. Well, neurotypical people, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's the kind of thing. Like we can't, we can't, you know, like we're everywhere. And if you're saying something, we can probably hear you, mm. you know? Um, and, uh, and then the, the, the third thing was I wanted people to, you know, be informed of the things that I had learned. Yeah. I wanted to pass on to other people because if I was on fire, I knew that there were other people that were on fire too. And yeah. if somebody, I managed to put myself out and if I can hand a bucket of water to somebody who's behind me, who's on fire, mm -hmm. then that's what I'm going to do. Then it makes all of that suffering worth it. Mm -hmm. I'm okay to suffer. If it means that I can use that to help other people, mm. that's fine. I'm fine with that. You know, um, and so that's kind of been what, what I've 
continue to, to do because otherwise it's like I can't sit here and say oh well I'm not I'm not you know this is all for nothing like I can't I can't accept that yeah you know I gotta make it so that it means something you know mm-hmm. um I love so, that so yeah so that's that. where the page came from basically. yeah yeah it's we have so much in common that way those are exactly we want we want people to feel less alone we want we also want to educate I hope for your page and for our podcast and everything that it isn't just, you know, uh, neuro atypical people like us or people with mental health disorders. I hope that there's other people listening, what we call. Oh, absolutely. I, well, that's why I love about learning because people get exposed who weren't exactly like part of that page before. And that's another thing. And I, especially when I was depressed and couldn't leave the house anyway. And then when I was manic again, and you know, I still was just kind of in my house because that's just how I've grown to be. Um, but uh, I started obsessively studying psychology. I started listening to every lecture from every professor, reading wow. every book. I got my hands on a copy of the DSM-5, read through the, all that kind of stuff, started researching everything. I read all the studies, um, wow. all the literature. I started watching every single video. I started listening to interviews with people who had all kinds of disorders, not just mine, ones that are totally not even related to mine. And I was just fascinated. So I, I was able to learn about so many disorders in, in depth. Now I'm not going to talk about those disorders on my page because I feel like since I don't experience them, yeah. I'm not the person to be educating people about them, Yeah, yeah um, true. but I do, I do know them. And, and man, I was saying uh, before, I think even before we started recording, I have met so many people with so many different life experiences and disorders and things like that people i'm friends with people that i think a lot of people have never been friends with knowingly you know same I mean? like and they're awesome orders and stuff and they're very cool they're interesting they're they're just completely different minds you'd be amazed how different the human mind can be from one person to another i mean really you know and so that's, you know, that's kind of what I, what I became obsessed with, you know, and, and uh, I'm lucky because it wasn't just a three week obsession. It's been going on for over a year now. Yeah. So yeah. And let me tell you when Haley says obsession, when we talk about it, we're actually talking about like clinical, like we get full on into it. It isn't like the influencer who's obsessed with the face cream. We're like yeah. in there. Or like, I'm obsessed with this food. It's so good. I want it. No, 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 no. It's like all You're day, not. every day I'm living, sleeping, eating and breathing. Yes, kind of stuff. I have to force myself to to stop. Yes, to go and look at experience other things. Yes, yes. I'm really that's really hard on the internet right now. Just using um, mental health disorders as adjectives. I I recently had a message from someone that asked me, "Is this offensive?" And what would you do? I get asked that sometimes. And it was a video of and bless her heart. I'm not saying like I have made mistakes. I, I I get it. But um, the woman had a jean shorts on and one was like folded up and then one was longer and wrinkly. And she was talking about how her, her jean shorts were bipolar because they couldn't oh, man. their I was mind. You were gonna say that. Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. So, but I was like, oh, I was like, that's so bad. So I kind of even just because you we've talked of before in the other episode and one of the um you know one of the symptoms can be uh fully body engaged rage so I actually have like a note in my phone that has like hey 
um, like something like, I know you probably didn't mean this, but just so you know, people that have bipolar disorder, this is a serious illness. And there are so many of us, I know you wouldn't want to hurt one of your followers by da, 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 da. And usually like, I kind of go with, I come with a good heart kind of thing. Right. right. And then sometimes people are defensive or they don't yeah. care or whatever, but yeah. then sometimes they're like, oh, okay. But a lot yeah, of times yeah. and get embarrassed and they get defensive. Yeah. And recently I, I found a kind of most people, if you do it a certain way, have been have been really, really open and and such. But I think like one, you know, talking about it one at a time and you can kind of tell who you have to put it want to put it on their page. But sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm this is probably going to embarrass them. So maybe I'll do a DM or DM whatever or something yeah yeah it's very interesting that you're that you're bringing that up because that's actually something that I have railed against the uh not people on the internet but the internet yeah about like uh like social media giants and stuff like that because social media people the actual social media platforms are the number one stigmatizers of people with mental illness people on the pages and stuff like they may do something but it's just one person the actual people I, I don't I don't know if again I'm not assuming that you've memorized my whole page and catalog and stuff but there was a while back where I got offered to uh, get paid to make my reels by Instagram and uh, they gave me this whole thing I set up my bank account with them they acted like it was going to be a thing and I was thinking okay great because I get a lot of viewership this is going to be awesome yeah. you know, blah, blah, and blah. you do a lot of work I, I do. I make a lot of stuff. Um, and then all of a sudden, right when I hit monetize on my first reel, they said, oh, you're not eligible for monetization permanently. I said, why not? You know, and I looked at it and it said, because my content violates their terms for monetization. And I was like, well, that's weird. Cause it was just a funny little thing about mental illness. And I wasn't using like the depression hashtag or whatever, you know, and it said, I realized that uh, mental illness falls under the category of tragedy and conflict as well as physical illness, by the way. So if you're talking about either of those things, you are not considered monetizable. You are not advertiser friendly. <gasps> and I was so mad and I actually worked my booty off and made this entire kind of satirical, yeah, like dissing video. And again, I don't know if you remember it, but it was the one with this like lady and she was kind of in a cloud, little Instagram cloud or whatever. And like, there was me and I gave her this post to post up and she's like, great. And she ripped it up and threw it over her shoulder and everything. And she presented all her little kind of dancing people who were like the influencers who were happy and they were doing really well. And like, I actually got this like censored thing on my face and I made that whole post and people seemed to really like it. And then after that, I didn't get a single net gain follower for two months to this day, to wow. this day, this was two months ago. And I'm like, Hmm, that's interesting. And are they not that's showing it to people? We I'm had... not getting exposed to people. Yeah. Now, like, so people say this thing that, that, that shadow ban doesn't exist, but we had something because oh, it does. We noticed we were like overnight, we were, you know, getting large amount of followers. And I mean, it isn't about uh, being famous. Like, honestly, no, it's I don't want to be bipolar famous, right? right. We, <laughs> right. Why, why would I want to be famous for something? Yeah. Like, you know? But we know our message is getting out there. Also, we, we work really hard. Yeah. So we had four months where it was like showing it to like 50 people and it used to show it to like 9,000. And yeah, I don't know, I can't funny. bring it down to a specific post or anything. No, and but they it do. didn't matter. People. 
yeah, I didn't matter what we did. It didn't matter what we did. We just, uh, we had to like basically wait it out, but it well, was, that was so yeah. hard. And that was the thing, like, and it's interesting because there's two things and I was always confused, but the hashtag bipolar mm. is not banned. The hashtag bipolar disorder is. First of all, they, list, oh. they categorize bipolar disorder as an eating disorder, which is annoying. Um, and number two, I thought, well, why isn't bipolar uh, banned? And I thought, oh, because people use it as an adjective. People use it because the disorder is banned, but the adjective is not. So if somebody wants to show their genes and say, my genes are hashtag bipolar, that's okay. If I, if you or I want to go on and say something about bipolar disorder, not okay. I'm going to check our hashtags. Yeah. I, don't, I bet you it's we weird. use bipolar disorder. Maybe that's it's it. weird. There's a lot, there's a lot of mental health hashtags that are shadow banned and, and yeah. stuff like that. And it's, it's so hard when you use, cause I don't know about you, but we don't have um, just because it's neither in neither of our wheelhouses and um, Julie and I, co my co-host, um, to make uh, a website. We have the, the podcast gives you a website, your platform. So we don't actually, it's so freaky because we don't actually own, like if this, if like Instagram has so much power over us because we use Oh them. yeah. And there's nowhere to call. There's no one to email. There's no one to talk to. Like, did yeah. this help? No. Oh, well, you know, like they don't, you know, they don't, yeah. they don't care. I know I started and we talked both about with our disorders about paranoia. So I've started oh God, um, like yeah. cut and pasting stuff. Cause I'm like, well, this is like microblogging as well. All the things like eventually maybe someone could put it into a book or like, maybe I can have, yeah. but it will be it'll be all gone. That's one of the, my, like a huge, they've made it way harder with the hashtag game. They're all like, Oh, don't use too many, you know, uh, uh, big broad hashtags, like, you know, hustle or something. And, you know, don't put them all here. Cause they'll start seeming spammy and this yeah. and that. And just like, can you not keep making it so hard? Yeah. Just, yeah. And it's like, yeah, we're grateful that this is out there, but yeah, come on. Hopefully they don't get mad at us for this. Oh God, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did. I'm sorry. If you did. But yeah, I'm not sorry. <laughs> She's not sorry. Okay. I'm angry. <laughs> I know. Same, same. I'm just like, oh, and meanwhile, like, yeah, this is you're beholden. We both believe this is very important messaging to get out there, but it's what sells, right? It's what mm -hmm. sells. I would love um to talk about two things because I could just chit chat with you forever since I told yes. everybody we're best friends. Um, I would love okay. to talk about the body dysmorphia. I feel like yes. a lot of people don't understand that. What does that look like in your life? What is the diagnosis? Tell us about that. So, yeah, so this is something that it's one of those things where people think it's a lot more common than it is body dysmorphia. You are in the right body, but there is a focused place or multiple focus places that you are per like to an extreme uh believe are wrong or bad so disfigured or so ugly or so unviewable that you can't really handle it right so, um, and uh, it's actually something they've, they've actually been able to scientifically measure, like with people with BDD, um, their eye, they show them pictures of random people and their yeah. eyes will dart to specific places on that person that identify that go with like with the places that they struggle with and their eye movements when they're observing people are different. 
than the eye movements of people uh, who do not have that. Um, and it's one of those things, it's a form of OCD in the way that okay. uh, it's, uh, and, and it's obsession and compulsion. Um, and, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, even with OCD, people are like, oh, I have to have everything neat. So I totally am OCD about this. And it's like, no, no, you're not. OCD is something different. doesn't even have to, anything to do with cleaning a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's one of those things there's always going to be something that people don't really like about their appearance. They flip on, you know, they get out of the shower and they're like, Oh God, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't yeah. like that thing. They're way too yeah. hard on themselves. Somebody just lost a bunch of weight and they still see, you know, the fat version of themselves, even though they logically know they're thin all the cut. And I get that. And that's, uh, uh, that's not good either. You should love your body. You should love how you look and you should be comfortable in your own skin. If you are healthy, you have every reason to celebrate your body. Right. Um, and cause that's the best you can ask of your body. Um, and, uh, one of the, the, the biggest examples you might see, uh, of people who have a kind of BDD would be people, uh, who suffer with eating disorders like anorexia, like not binge eating, but like anorexia, bulimia, people who are literally convinced that they are still too fat, even when they are dra- dangerously underweight you know, right. things like that, they will actually look in the mirror and see this almost delusion, this hallucination of themselves looking a way that they don't look, wow. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe you, you, you take either a minor flaw or a perceived flaw that doesn't even exist, and you see it as so exaggerated that you, you can't, face the public without kind of hiding it or somehow or trying to fix it all the time and it's it's the obsession where you are you are constantly reminded of it you know what I mean and you're constantly thinking about it like every like I timed myself one time when it was at its absolute least managed and it popped into my mind about every 15 minutes of every day wow no matter what Every wow. day, my birthday, every day, every day, wow. every day, every day. And um, how does that present for you? People. Like what, what kinds of thoughts do you have? Um, well, or how do you see yourself? How does that manifest for you? Well, the thing is, it's like, uh, um, so for me, it's two things. When I, I've had it since I was probably 11 years old, because I also had uh, eating disorders um, that I, I mean, you always kind of have them, but you're in remission for them. And I'm in remission at this point. So it's, it's okay. But, mm-hmm. um, it was my stomach. I could mm-hmm. never show my stomach ever, ever, ever. Even when there was, I guess, nothing wrong with it for what other people were saying, but I just saw this big blobby, horrible thing coming out and I couldn't see anything else. Even when it was pretty much flat, mm. I couldn't see anything else. And I was so embarrassed of it that I would constantly like I'd hold pillows over me when I sat down. Mm. I would uh, never take a photo below my chest. Mm. I would never uh, take full body videos or anything like that. God, no, I would never wear a bikini. Forget that. You know, mm-hmm. even when I was very much okay, looking back when I was like 19 years old, 18 years old, I was fine, but I was like, nope, you know, and it was just this, it was this constant. I was always comparing myself to other girls, you know, who seem to be able to manage that. And like, I couldn't, I, I, I believed that everyone who looked at me, if they, if you were to say, Oh, what, uh, you know, how does she look? Oh, she's this, she's that. She's got kind of a belly though. 
You know, like everyone thought that of me. I was convinced that everyone thought that of me. And not only that, but they thought less of me because of that. Mm. Um, and I would actually see that. And here's where, here's where it gets strange because you, you can have a better or worse day with it. So you may see something completely different in the mirror one day to the next. And wow. so you're like, what is this? It's very weird. Um, and uh, the other set of people, and this is what's kind of sad, the other set of people who you may see uh, who likely have BDD uh, are those people who have lots and lots of plastic surgery, like especially in their face. So you okay. see people, even when they're not like older, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're looking at like a 20 or 30 something and you're like, why do you look like Joan Rivers? You know, like, and they just look real stretched out with these big things. They probably have B BDD. Um, because a lot of people, and the, the problem is a lot of people with BDD will turn to plastic surgery to try and fix what they see in the mirror. Um, and it might satisfy it for a little while, but inevitably it always yeah. comes back. So then they got to get more yeah. and then they got to get more. And again, I've gotten to a point because now it's my face right mm -hmm. now it's my face and i i have i've had to have a lot of times where i put a sticky note over my face if i'm if i'm on zoom like right now i'm i'm okay i'm trying to not worry as much about that i've got the touch up on a lot like really high yeah but have an anxiety attack i couldn't do it i'd, yeah. I'd be panicking and i wouldn't be able to listen to anything you're saying because i'd be sitting there staring at myself yeah. and the compulsion comes in either getting those plastic surgeries or with your eating habits, or um, you start picking at your hot spot where you have the compulsion. Every time I caught my reflection in the mirror, I'd have a mini little panic. My breath would come out of me and I'd sit there and I'd have to start pinching and pulling at my face to fix it so that I could see it looking correct. Before I had to let and is that the difference? Because I know a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, well, I feel that way. I feel that way. The difference is the severity the for severity. the disorder, right? Yes. The yeah, because I'll put it this way. Like I said, everybody has these things they don't like about themselves and they may deeply dislike it. I could not go past a reflective surface without fixing my face in the car. And yeah. I don't even mean a mirror. I'm talking about a car mirror. I'm talking about a reflective window. I'm talking about a shiny microwave. I'm talking about uh, anything. Yeah. Um, so it affects water, every you know, part of your every life. Part of me. I couldn't sit. I can't sit at certain angles to the light wow. and I'm sitting somewhere and I can see my reflection because it will shine on me in the wrong way and I can't handle it. I will, uh, everything I do the way that I conduct myself, like in my habits, all revolves around that. I have to sleep with my pillow in an uncomfortable way. I have not slept comfortably on a pillow. Because of you worried about wrinkles? Four years, wow. four or five years, because that started, that's when that part started happening. Um, I have not had a sunburn in almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, on purpose, I wear SPF like 50 to 70 to 100 every time I go out anywhere I wear these big goofy hats I do not sit in the sun I will go I will move my chair to get away from the sun and if I am sitting in the sun I will start feeling my skin frying and it will feel horrible and I can't handle it every bit piece of lighting in my house caters to me not having to see that 
all the lighting in my house the way the furniture is in my house the way the reflect the way the mirrors are in my house the the bathroom never use overhead lighting there is no Mm. overhead lighting that is in use in my house period like that's it because I can't handle it it gives me this anxiety attack and it's it's not vanity it looks oh well you're just really vain it's not vanity because vanity means that you you know you you want you you know, you, you see that you can look this way. And so you want to look really pretty when you have this, you want to not look like that. Right. So there's a big difference and it's what you see. Yeah. It's this absolute hell. It tortures you all day, every day. And you freak out. And it's like, I couldn't even show people my like face without some kind of filter on it for a long, 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 long time without actually having this (gasps) thing. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. And it's just, it doesn't leave you alone. Yeah. It's not just it a little worry. It like takes over. It, it how takes over. powerful day. now that you do videos, right? Like how I used is a filter that so much. Did you? <laughs> I use a filter all the time. Yeah. Um, there's been, there's a few videos where I have not used a filter, but yeah. there's, there are few and far between. Let me tell you. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing. And it's embarrassing, but I thought, you know, if I'm going to wait until I've had enough therapy to get over this, to start making videos, I, I'm, I'm not going to do, it. do like, it. I have to just do it. And so it's like, and I'm very open. Yes. I use filters. This is why, yeah. no, I don't think that you need to use the filter. I shouldn't have to use a filter, but you do don't see it in other people. Issue. You don't see it in other people. It's yourself, right? It is absolutely. Yeah. It is. Absolutely well, that's like, I Sorry. I was saying, I, no, 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 you're good. I was just going to say, I got to a point and I, and I kind of still am at this point where it's like, and not so much now, but definitely before it's like, if I had my own, if it was my money and I can't have it, I can't keep a job right now. So the money is basically my husband's, I make very, very little, but if it was my money and I was single, I would rather get plastic surgery than pay for rent or food for a month. Yeah. That's- I would rather, you know, sit at my mom's house, get kicked out of my house and live on ramen. If I could have that plastic surgery or make wow. payments, I couldn't afford, I'd rather not have a car. So it's like, yeah. when we say it's extreme, it's extreme. Yeah. And you see these poor people with plastic surgery getting made fun of left, right, and center. But honestly, that's probably what's wrong with them. They probably think they look worse than anybody else thinks they look. Uh-huh. And it never fixes it. And it's this constant black hole of need to not look that way because you look, you, you go out and you, you see people looking at the things that you think they're looking at, which they're not looking at. And you think that they devalue you. Mm. You think that they think, oh, they're not going to be as kind to me because I look like that. They're not going to be as willing to help me. If I'm like that, they're going to judge me. They're going to think that I'm not as good of a person or as worthy of a person. Yeah. And so it gets to this weird, like, and so it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's more than just like, Oh, I don't really like my stomach. You can, you can go about your day and not think about your stomach. When you have BDD, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So right let's be kind everybody. Way. Right. If let's you see be kind about plastic surgery and all of those when things. You see I that, think I'll you know, think about that. You, you look at them and go, Oh honey, something's wrong. Yeah. Your heart's probably hurting right now. And yeah. that's usually the case. Yeah. You know? And 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 you mean major because I know like a bunch and I thought I never would, but I guess because I'm on video all the time and because of ageism and because of 
the patriarchy and all the things. Especially for women. Yeah. 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 I've thought I, I would have made fun of people before and I've thought, and I'm not claiming body dysmorphia, but just saying you're talking about more extreme things. Cause now I kind of have thought of it about just because, um, it's aging is hard in this society, right? Especially when you're a woman and so much value is placed on you. So much value. Appearance. You know, and it's this constant message of, you know, and it's the same thing with, you know, when you become a mom, now you're that one with kids and there's, you know, for, you know, and it's like, why do we do that? That's a precious thing. Yeah. You know, the people who have lived beyond being that kind of like 18, 19 have been lucky enough to grow and become Mm -hmm. that. And these Mm -hmm. are things that, you know, and, and it's, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, and I think it's especially with women, men, when they age to a certain point, and then they're just that foggy old man and they get yeah. the woman treatment. But they get to be a know. silver fox, right? right? Or they get to be the important CEO. Yeah. The, Meanwhile, know, I'm paying the all this money to get rid of my silver fox. I'm sitting here, I've got like two hairs and I'm like, <sighs> you know, like I'm like sitting there, like flipping, like, <sighs> okay. I took like so a Sharpie right one time right and here, like colored it in. <laughs> from here to here is spray, just FYI. Here it looks here. beautiful. I would never oh, know, but you know what? Sh- I bet you, I bet you look beautiful with, with silver as well. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I should, like, we should be okay. There's nothing I know. wrong. And I want to be, older. and I consider myself like feminist, Empowered but then I'm like, feminist and... is about choosing. So this is what I'm right. choosing right now, no, but I wish I didn't that. It's totally feel fine. like I, yeah. 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 It's, it's this feeling because it's like, you know, and that's the thing that scares me the most, like with my face and everything, especially because, you know, people there's this constant hammered in message of oh well you only get what you get your life has only gone so well because you're not ugly yeah. right or because you're because you're this or because you're you young fit into this you're idea girl or whatever and so it's like oh okay so nothing is because of my own merit everything yeah. is because of how I look yeah so what happens when I'm I not creative like and anymore? kind and like, talented not, and yeah exactly and you yeah. know, people don't realize what they do and they say stuff like that they think they're just making fun of people who you know uh, aren't ugly you know just like oh well screw you because you're this or that but it's like you don't realize what you're doing to that person yeah. you're devaluing them as a human being you know like and 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 it's true because they put out this message of you know oh well you know I'm they, they make women feel invisible as time goes on. And it's like, I'm already sitting here seeing that and feeling that and freaking out. And that shouldn't be the case, yeah. you know, but it is. And so stuff like that, this ends up getting really, really weird. And then when women do go overboard trying to fix it because they're scared, then you get judged them for that too. Yeah. You're yeah. like walking this like, line. Oh, you must be shallow. No, I'm not shallow. Yeah. I just don't want you to treat me like I'm not here. Yeah. Like, you let's know? just not like, comment on each other's bodies. Right. I, let's, I, let's not, let's not devalue people because yeah. they had committed the crime of being here longer than yeah. you know, other people. I, exactly. I love the posts <laughs> that I always collect them and save them. The post that says compliment, non appearance compliments because I yes. even notice it with little girls and little boys because I'm trying to be more gender neutral and be more positive uh, of, a comment of on the important things yeah, yeah. I want to ask girls what are you reading what are you excited about like not, not oh it's a pretty dress but I find I I find something to, like it happens automatically it's like we're trained I, I'm hoping and they're yeah and they're the most precious compliments anyway like when someone comes and says you have just the most creative mind or when someone says you have all the best ideas or you are the fun. Okay. I was going to say funniest, not the F word, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, but they, uh, Love it. they, uh, 
it sounds weird and it sounds patronizing and, and everything, but I, I enjoyed it. The best compliment I ever got was this stranger on the internet when I did a video and it was, it was this guy and he said, wow, for the first time I have found a genuinely funny woman. And it was, look, it sounds bad, but I have a hard time laughing at female comedians. I don't know yeah. why. It's just, they, I, the I, don't know why. I don't know what it is about. Right. It's like, here's my period. You know what I mean? And you're like, okay, that's, you know, whatever, you know, but it's like, I, and I, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's really hard. I think for women to break out of their shell and be okay to look yeah. goofy. Cause it's not you know always, I mean? we're not always nice. Right. Or like not be sexy, not be yeah. cute, you know, yeah. and then not be gross. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like, if, if you're not being sexy, you're being gross. Like there's a, there's a line you can just be goofy, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so for, for someone to sit there and say, I found a genuinely funny woman. I'm all like, wow. Thank yeah. you. You know what I mean? Like that was yeah. really cool. Cause you're like, that's a terrible thing to say, but me. such a compliment. <laughs> it really was. It really was. Cause it was genuine. It, yeah. you know, even though it sounded bad, it was genuine. And I was all yeah. like, that's Okay, cool. Yeah. And it was a totally non-appearance related yeah. uh, compliment. And I was yeah. like, wow, you know, like this yeah. was amazing. So it's speaking yeah, of so- comedians, I found someone online, online community. You guys are the best. Um, it's her name <laughs> no, is Jerry Thomason, and she has bipolar disorder. And not only does she have bipolar disorder as a comedian, she does some parts about it. And you know how it can she rides the line well she doesn't like she can make fun or whatever but doesn't make you if you have bipolar walk away feeling like crap right that's a big and I really so then she came to Vancouver and we went and I it just reminded me of like representation because I hadn't ever heard a comedian that actually had a disorder making fun of it but in a way it's always people making fun of us Right. I always get that. Yeah. A lot of people are always like, well, how do you know the line? How do you know, you know, mm-hmm. when you're, when you're making these jokes about this, you know, you know, when you cross the line, I said, well, I haven't crossed the line because that line is, you know, you, you, you come at it with lived experience and you lived come at it with love, yeah. love for the people disdain for the disorder. Yeah. Because I'm making fun of the disorder. I'm not making fun of the people. That's so good. Say that again. You know love I mean? for I'm, the People, people love for the people disdain for the disorder yes. I'm not making fun of the people and by the way if I ever see anybody making fun of people with these mental illnesses I will be on them like white on rice <laughs> I will be down there right there's yeah. there's there's topics that that end up being very sensitive to talk about um yeah yeah but hand, it's like I, when you I, come I like- from lived experience it's yeah I love when you're talking I, about stuff with pain and and and, and even so I think there's a way to deliver certain things where again you're not picking out a specific person but you're just making a joke on the subject or whatever right you know what I mean and so but it's like for me it's like I'm gonna make fun of the thing that hurts us because Mm. screw that thing it's hurting us we need to laugh about it together yes exactly like screw that thing it's hurting us and that thing deserves to be made fun of and also if we can learn to laugh at these experiences that are so painful like they're not as painful anymore and yeah. when you see other people laughing, you're like, oh, cool. It's not just me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and we're not just so people know, like when it's actually happening, we're not laughing in the moment. It's oh, almost God, like no. that idea of, 
of speaking, not speaking from your wound, but speaking a little bit more from a scar. They're very fresh scars because they happen all the time. But just so if you're someone that's really, really down and thinking that we're telling you to laugh, we're like, no, we can talk about things a little bit when it's not so fresh. Exactly. And when you're going through it, you know, you're going through it, but when you're not, it's all like, Hey guys, remember when that happens? How dumb is that? You know, and everybody starts laughing because it's true. Yeah. 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 Oh yes. I, yeah. I just love your perspective. I actually love your brain. I love your brain. Your brain is awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So is yours. I've been having such a good energy from you. (laughs) That's awesome. I would love to, we have been talk, talk, talking and could all the time. And I really would like to do some stuff online together, like collab in our, in our Instagram. I think it would be be so fun. Yeah. yeah. It'd be so fun, but I'm curious um, what, as we wrap up, I would love to hear, you said that that compliment was, was something that was really, really beautiful to you, but what is some of the things, um, cause I can imagine that you get beautiful messages online because you're reaching so many people. What's some of the uh, one of, or some of the kindest things that, that people have said to you? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it, there've just been a lot of messages that have had kind of the same, uh, a theme or whatever there have been people who have trusted me to be and they were strangers so mm-hmm. it was even more so but they've been someone who trusted me to come to when they were feeling suicidal yeah or when you know there was something very very wrong going on and and I've been able to talk to them there was one in particular and I couldn't sleep because I was mm-hmm. manic but <laughs> but it was this person it was this it was this guy in india so it was a normal hour for him and he was talking with me and i talked with him for hours mm. um in the middle of the night for me and i talked to him because he was going through the same life crisis that mm-hmm. i had gone through that led me to a, that deep psychotic depression that i went yeah. through that, that that panic attack that hit um And uh, I thought this is truly the moment where I can hand a bucket of water to someone who was on fire, just like me. And I gave him the perspective because he wasn't becoming all these things that he and everyone around him were expecting him to become. And it was destroying him. And that's what destroyed me. Mm. Um, And uh, it took me a long time to learn that there is more to us as human beings Mm. um, than, than the hobbies we have, than the plans we have, than the goals we make, than the people we are around. Um, And that a huge lesson for me was that, you know, we, you don't have to do anything Mm -hmm. in life. You don't have to do anything. If you do nothing, except kind of, you know, enjoy your life, you've won. The Mm. universe isn't expecting anything of you. People are like, what's the purpose of life? You make the purpose of life. Mm. Showing us. What is, is, yeah, exactly. What is, what is the purpose of it? What what am I supposed to do? Whatever you want. Yeah. And when you really, and whenever you really embrace that, um, there is no more disappointment. There is no more kind of uh, feeling of judgment, self-judgment and failure, which is just, huge for so many people and that when I say that broke me that 
broke me. Yeah. Like I died. There was a piece of me that died and I spent a year and a half grieving it. Um, But uh, I got to pass him in one night, the lessons that took me a year and a half to learn out of it, you know, saying, okay, I think I get it. You know, like, blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much. And that touched me so much that, and there was one other, which is a shorter one, but there was, and this one actually would actually make me cry. So I'm going to try not Mm. to, but this one, there was a, a friend of mine whose daughter was freshly diagnosed with ADHD. And this girl Mm. was like six or seven. I think she's probably seven. And she didn't understand why she was different and why things were hard for her. Mm -hmm. And she felt the same way I did when I was a kid. And I had the opportunity to record a video message for her and I did my best not to cry. Yeah. But the opportunity to get to say something to a child that I wish was said to me. Yes. Don't be sorry. This is a cry space. Opportunity to say something to a child to help them not feel the way that I felt. So what's the most wonderful thing? It's the most wonderful gift I could have ever been given because people are like, oh, you know, that must seem so bad. The schizophrenia part seems so bad. The bipolar seems so bad. I said, you know what? And I've told so many people this. If I could get rid of one of my disorders and one mm-hmm. set of symptoms, it wouldn't be the schizophrenia stuff. It wouldn't be the bipolar stuff. Those are bad. It wouldn't be the VDD. That's bad. It would be the ADHD. Mm. a million times because that Mm. is all day every day it screws with your whole life and it never ever ever leaves you alone not for a second wow so if I if I could get rid of any of that it would be that and so to sit and see that little girl who was feeling bad and didn't understand and be able to tell her Mm. all the things that I wish I could have been told that was just the best gift it was one it was it was a highlight of having this entire project really wow being able to do that for her and having her react with a big smile and saying thank Mm -hmm. you to me you probably changed your life honestly it's it's life-changing work and I know the work that you're doing online is is changing lives and saving lives I really believe it I I can imagine I can imagine the messages that you get. We get some messages and I can imagine the messages because I know that you comfort me. And I know that I go to your page when I need to laugh about the hard things, but also, (laughs) you know, you have some really serious poignant videos too. I just, I'm just always impressed and, and inspired by, by your work. And I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It was a really big treat and I'm honored to be here. So thank you. And we're going to be friends forever online. Absolutely. You messaged me. Don't be a stranger, as they say around here. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So for our listeners, just know um, we are with you. We see you and our DMs are open. Depending on how we're feeling, it might take us a while to get back to you. But I don't know. I know that Haley uh, has always gotten back to me. No account is too small. Exactly. Exactly. We are. We are here for the one. And I love that that little girl was, was so, um, so healing. And I always say, you know, that people, when people thank us, I always, I'm like, no, thank you. This has been healing for me, right? Like doing this work. 
Yeah. Absolutely. It has brought me so much healing. It's brought me so much of a sense of being not alone. Um, and, and, you know, everyone will say, just like you said, they'll say, oh my God, I feel so seen, which in turn makes me feel very seen because yes. somebody else sees me yeah. and says that they relate. And so I get that too. And that that's a wonderful gift. And it's been nothing but a gift this whole time. So yeah. So yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you, friend. And I will definitely see you online because awesome. this is thank bipolar. you so much. This is bipolar. Thanks again for tuning in. You can find video versions of This Is Bipolar on our YouTube channel. We also have all our previous and soon to be future episodes of the podcast on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, and Google Play. We spend most of our time on Instagram at this.is.bipolar. There is a vibrant community there where we have conversations and post different ideas and different strategies. And we'd just love for you to join us there. It is so helpful if you enjoy our work or think it would be helpful to someone if you could like and share and save and follow us in all or any of those spaces. If you're a listener for the podcast, if you could leave a review, we would be forever grateful. Again, thank you for being here with us. Let's get the word out. Let's share lived experiences so that we can change the ideas that people have about bipolar and help those of us that live with it feel less alone. This is bipolar.